style helps you get up the stairs and down. Truman Capote once said style helps you get up the stairs and down. Hello, welcome back to You Have to Wear Something. You know, I forgot to go over um, basically the best fashion moments of 2018. And I was thinking about this. It was kind of interrupting my sleep. So this is one of those unplanned, unscripted um, recordings because just things were on my mind about the year. And I just want to say it was a very good year for inclusion and diversity, whether that meant women or people of color um, or body size. Um, So I just want to go over things that really spoke to me uh, since I'm, uh, you know, two minorities in one. I'm black and I am a woman. And, uh, you know, this year was a wild ride uh, with this administration. And I think there's a lot of beliefs and thoughts about culture that trickle down into our lives. Um, So some of the biggest moments, one of the biggest ones, and, you know, I started this podcast talking about her quite a bit, Meghan Markle, uh, which is now called the Meghan Markle Effect. And what that means is, obviously, even though she's mixed race and very fair, um, her wedding uh, was very mixed race. Uh, She had a gospel choir. She had a a black pastor. um, And she's beautiful. And everything she wears sells out. And it started with that not so attractive, virginal, a uh, boat neck dress she wore on her wedding day, but she definitely redeemed herself um, in her reception dress. It was it was so gorgeous, and then she showed up out of nowhere to um, give. Who designed her dress? I'm trying to look right now. Clara Wake Keller, who designed her dress, which was Givenchy, an award, and so. That was that was really cool. And I love that she's pregnant right away and we're following her every move and she seems to be enjoying it as well. She's killing it. I mean, this first six months, she is really, really killing it as the Duchess of Sussex, mouthful. And it reminds me of when Michelle Obama became first lady. And, you know, you just have to really be careful when you're a woman of color and you join a very conservative um, administration or organization or situation. And Megan, being an actress, this is the role of a lifetime and she's really getting all the awards, Oscars, Globe. She should get a Golden Globe for this role as the Duchess. So way to go, Megan. I can't wait to see what she does after she has this baby. I'm sure she's going to continue killing it. She's probably going to get pregnant uh, again right away. Um, so there are ups and downs. Speaking of our administration, uh, Melania Trump, that I really don't care, do you, uh, army-inspired jacket that she wore to visit families separated at the U.S. border. I mean, do these people think at all? Do these people think? 
I mean, you don't wear something like that if it's not intentional. I mean, she's in head to toe designer luxury and then all of a sudden she wears a Zara item. I don't know. That was terrible. Uh, And I really don't care for it. Do you? Um, Ivanka Trump shut her brand down. More good news. Thank God it was ugly. It was cheap. And uh, I mean, Ivanka Trump, nobody wants to dress like Ivanka Trump. So on to the next. Um, Dressing, like I said, the reason I started this podcast is because you can really express yourself through your clothes. It can say more than, hey, I'm hot or hey, I'm a woman, or hey, I have money. It says a lot, and I loved all of the protests through clothes, uh, such as the Me Too movement in Hollywood. So at the Golden Globes, on the red carpet, uh, women were in solidarity, and they wore all black. They called it a blackout. And in that sense, I I really appreciated that because these people are self-absorbed and self-centered, And I think it can be challenging to get them to, you know, let their ego go and get behind a cause together. Same with Time's Up. Um, So I love that they wore Boring Black to show that, hey, you can't treat us like this anymore. Uh, It's a new day. The Harvey Weinsteins of the the world are going down. And um, I think it's going to be even more hectic this year, especially with uh, Elizabeth Warren running for president now. Um, Something that made me so happy, this was one of the highlights of the year for me, Uh, Tracy Ellis Ross and Issa Rae, she did a lot of that too, but Tracy Ellis Ross decided to wear all black designers for the American Music Awards. And I mean, the whole thing, fashion is so complicated. It's one of the most, unfortunately, marginalized industries. And it seems like it should be very welcoming to all women, regardless of background. But it isn't. It's a very conservative industry. And unfortunately, uh, Black people, Black designers, Black models writers, editors, even especially positions of power. You just rarely see black people at the table. And um, and I think it's usually because if it's a black designer, then it's less than. It's not luxury. It is not of the same quality as a Balmain or a Gucci or a Louis. And, you know, taste should not be about one race. I didn't mean for that to rhyme. I guess I have bars. You know, taste is is so subjective and everyone should be included as I go on my long rant. But Tracy Ellis Ross and Issa Rae, but specifically Tracy, wore Pyre Moss, Chanel Campbell, Sergio Hudson, and of course Dapper Dan, um, finally got his due from Gucci. Um, and I think this all started because they stole one of his, albeit bootleg designs, 
Um, but still his design nonetheless. And I just really thank Tracy for that. And I really thank Issa Rae who hosted the CFDA Awards. It shouldn't have taken this long. We should stop hearing first black woman to fill in the blank. I mean, as we enter 2019, I just hope that it's not always this tokenism and we only have space for one. Um, otherwise, you would not be seeing me at that Women's March. Anyway, um, thank you, Tracy. And piggybacking off of that, Pyre Moss, uh, if you don't remember his show, Google it. He is a, a, a Black designer, and his show had really, like, I mean, it was just very Black. He had a gospel choir. He had shirts that said, stop calling the police on the culture. Um, he had a cookout at the end. I mean, it was blackity black for sure. Um, but thank you, Pyroth, for that. Because again, we're also kind of told that it's not, if it's not themed in a Eurocentric way, then it doesn't have taste, which is a crock of shit because Valentino was very comfortable sending cornrows down the runway as well as Mark Jacobs sending dreadlocks down the runway. Meanwhile, Zendaya was ripped to shreds for wearing dreads on the red carpet. But that's neither here nor there. It's a new day. It's in a new year. Um, so let's go into 2019, hoping that things are more represented um, and not just black people, mixed people, um, the Latino, Latinx, uh, community, the LGBTQ community, the plus size community. It's about all these communities matter. All communities matter. That should be a t-shirt. Um, so thank you to them. Um, I just want to applaud Cardi B. This is the come up of a lifetime. When you think about fashion, when you think about hip hop and fashion, we really owe rappers a debt because they combined, again, something that was very elitist with a culture that comes out of poverty and low income housing and the have nots. And it's an amazing mix. And I love her hunger. I love her personality. She's unapologetic. And, you know, even when she was talking about when she was a stripper, she said, you know, I will always put a lot of thought into my outfits, you know, to, you know, entertain her clients. You know, she would go the extra mile for better hair, better better outfits, better clothes, more sparkle, more glitter, whatever. And she's no different now that she has retired from that and has become a rapper. I mean, I think she is a phenomenon that we should all continue to pay attention to. She definitely surprised us all. Um, no, she doesn't have a, a Ivy League degree. Her sentences aren't masterfully structured at all. <laughs> um, but she's a joy. And uh, I'm happy that she has become creative director. Well, has she become creative director? I'm gonna take that back. She has her own collection within Fashion Nova. I'm not a huge fan of Fashion Nova because I have eczema and I can't have like itchy skin. That fabric is no bueno. But I am happy that Cardi 
um, is doing this collab and I feel like a lot more are on the way. And honestly, honestly, she's always in head to toe, you know, luxury, Dolce Gabbana, Moschino, you know, and she'll wear the cheap stuff too, Target, Fashion Nova, you know, so I really, I really enjoy that. And I, I hope that she gets all the all the fashion collabs she deserves in 2019. So go Cardi. Um, what else? What else? People were mad at Celine because Phoebe Philo left and it was never the same. Um, fur. What's interesting is that a lot of brands have stepped away from fur. And I really like, I like fur. I mean, I like the way it feels, I like the way it looks. I like real fur. I don't know, maybe, uh, you know, I don't, maybe I don't care about animals. Maybe I just need to make my peace with the fact that I don't, I don't care about animals, even though I've had many, many cats in my life. Um, but, um, Chanel, Burberry, DKNY, Michael Kors, Versace, Coach have all declared their brands as fur free and it's illegal to sell fur in San Francisco and Los Angeles, my home. Uh, so I guess I'll have to buy fur in Chicago if it comes to that. But, um, you know, it's a double-edged sword. You want to say, hey, save the animals. Don't kill them for their fur. And then the same sentence I would say, hey, let's make sure that people of color aren't being killed by the police. You know, I guess my plate is is full when I think about causes and everyone has a point and everyone is right because it's how it affects their life right so your causes come out of your own strife and uh you know if life has been good to you I think that it's a luxury to save the dolphins and the baby seals that's just me but let's see you know probably as I get wealthier you know, I could commit to a lot more causes because I'll have the luxury to do so. Um, speaking of plus size, there were a lot of cool plus size brands like Prem, P-R-E-M-M-E, um, from uh, Gabby Fresh and Nicolette Mason that, you know, continue to do well. They didn't start it last year, but it really picked up in 2018. And all kinds of sizes went down the runway. When I looked at Kushni, and Kushni, by the way, is just Kushni, not Kushni and Oxo. She is a uh, black woman who has won the CFDA, by the way. So look her up. Um, Kushni had larger women, women of color. Um, you know, so many brands did this inclusive sizing, uh, sending just in all kinds of women, even older women. Ageism is an issue too. We don't have time to talk about that. But women with gray hair were sent down the runways. I love all this diversity on the runway. I hope it's not a fad. I hope it's not a trend. I hope it continues because, you know, to be quite honest, the people that are keeping fashion fashion alive, the people who have money, most of them are over 40 years old. These young girls, if it doesn't say Louis Vuitton or Gucci, young girls are going to the Nova, they're going to Zara, they're going to H&M because that's what they can afford and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, But when you look at 14-year-olds, 15-year-olds walking down the runway 
and thousands and thousands of dollars in clothes is just unrealistic, you know? And that's why we love fashion, right? Because it's unrealistic. It's, it's fantasy. However, however, the people paying for this shit are a lot older and they're not a size zero either. So I really, I really hope that that continues. Um, Nike. Oh, I really, I was really so happy when Nike just came out and partnered with Colin Kaepernick, Mr. Take a Knee, and basically he's he's the uh, de facto spokesperson for Nike. I just, I was so excited. And then right after that, Serena Williams wore her cat suit, which was then banned. And meanwhile, she's wearing it so she doesn't form blood clots. So it was for a medical reason. It was specifically engineered to keep her healthy and safe during her match. But, you know, what this was really about and what it's always about with the Williams sisters is their body type, their skin tone, and and their, their race. You know, people forget that these girls were booed in their own country on American soil and European, um opponents were applauded for the first couple of years that they uh, competed. And who claps against their own team? Only in America. Um, So Serena wore this really dope catsuit, all black, and it looked great. And, you know, she's she's got an ass. She's got tits. She's got muscles. She's not a little twinkie. She's not weak in any respect, not even in her personality. And it makes people uncomfortable. This ban was about the French people, the French Tennis Federation specifically, being uncomfortable with her body. And there's a history behind that. And, um, you know, when Beyonce is singing about Sarah Bartman's hips, you should look and see what that story is all about, about the spectacle of a woman's body. Meanwhile, other people spend millions to have this body, minus the skin tone, and they're, you know, like billionaires off of it. So it's a very interesting thing when you think about what that cat suit meant and you know the messaging behind it so and the messaging behind the band um but anyway go serena it was really dope thank you we appreciate you um fenty versus victoria's secret victoria's secret is losing money this show is outdated uh these girls look like They have eating disorders on the runway for Victoria's Secret. Meanwhile, uh, Fenty, well, Savage Times Fenty, was diverse, inclusive. I mean, hell, Slick Woods was nine months pregnant going down the runway, had the baby, I think, the same night that she walked the runway for Savage Times Fenty. So, you know, I mean, there's plus sizes, in her, in her ads, there is uh, plus size models. So Rihanna basically debuted the um, lingerie version of her makeup. 
And Victoria's Secret better get with the times or they are going to go down. You know, the bigger they are, the harder they fall. They'll they'll become the next JCPenney or Toys R Us, just like that. Um, one of my favorite moments of the year, Virgil Abloh becoming uh, the first black menswear designer, uh, the first black designer of any major fashion house um, outside of uh, Balmain. And, um, there's another one too. I had a show about it, but anyway, Louis Vuitton has never had a, a, uh, a black creative director. So that was incredible and it's been doing well and he's on fire. Off-White is doing well. Off-White is one of the most searched terms in terms of what people are looking for in fashion. So congratulations to Virgil and also big up to Chicago because that's where he's from. Technically Rockford, but we'll take it. Um, And then the last thing that was kind of funky was, um, you know, I didn't expect Dolce & Gabbana after so many years in the game to have a racist uh, commercial, but uh, they did. And I don't people understand how important the 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 Asian market is for luxury. You know, they're buying the stuff. You know, America, we're buying it okay, but let me tell you something. China supports the luxury market, and to offend them in the way that the, the, the ad with the chopsticks and the spaghetti and the Oh my God, it was just so bad. And this is where, again, inclusion and diversity. Had you had a diverse group of people when these decisions were being made, this would have never happened. This would have never happened. It would have never been approved. It would have never made it to production, never been greenlit. But because the people at the top are so ignorant, this is what happens. And they've suffered because of it. This is, these are not the times, the times of social media. These are not the times to not be AKA woke or aware or enlightened. You really have to pay attention to what's going on. You can't blame your age or time or your bubble or your ivory tower. Hire young people, hire diverse, you know, team so that this doesn't happen. So, you know, shame on Dolce & Gabbana. And, you know, that apology (laughs) was very cold. You know, it didn't feel heartfelt. So, you know, this boycott that they're getting, they deserve it. And on that note, I hope that you get to wear whatever you want to wear tonight. Stay warm, stay safe. Happy New Year. And until next time, peace.